Hey there, lifestyle, clothing optional thrill seekers. Ed and Phoebe here, and we've got a spicy announcement. Brace yourselves for Libertine Events 2024, the ultimate takeover experience, and it's gonna be wild. Find your tribe with Libertine Events, where you have access to private group chats, host-run seminars, and event surprises around every corner. Dive into the sultry world of Miami Vices this May, but hurry quick. It's already 70% sold out. You don't want to miss this opportunity to hang out with hosts like We've Got a Thing, Casual Swingers, Hump Day Quickies, and Expansive Connection, along with the driving force behind the whole event, Wanderlust Swingers. Save the dates in October because Libertine Events is bringing the heat to San Antonio with Senses 2024. We'll be there, as well as Average Swingers, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, Casual Swingers, Expansive Connection, DJ Life of Spice, and of course, Wanderlust Swingers. Be sure to use promo code SWINGERU, S-W-I-N-G-E-R-U, when you purchase your tickets to spice up your experience and support Swinger University. Once again, that's promo code SWINGERU. S-W-I-N-G-E-R-U at checkout. Get your tickets by clicking on the link in the show notes or visiting swingeruniversity.com slash libertine. Welcome to Swinger University, your horizontal enrichment program. Providing you lusty lifestyle lessons. Here are your hosts, Ed and Phoebe. Hi everyone, welcome back. This is Ed. And this is Phoebe. At Swinger University. How do you deal with jealousy? It is something we hear about all the time. What you're feeling may not be jealousy. It might be envy, or both. Today, we're going to break down each of these feelings and provide you with some real-life examples from our own experience. Romantic jealousy is associated with three interrelated intrapersonal experiences. Uncertainty, suspicion, and distrust. This is why when you embark on the journey of swinging, you need to be confident in the solidity of your relationship and don't go into this hobby or lifestyle looking to fix it. Today, we're going to break things down. We're going to break down jealousy. We're going to break down envy. We're going to define it. We're going to see how those two things play out in society and how they play out in a biological way. And then we'll cover a listener email. So, well, Ed, do you want to define jealousy for us? Yeah, let's go ahead and read the definition here. Cool. So here is the Webster's definition of jealousy. The feeling of loss of a relationship, romantic and friendship. It is a threat to a desired pre-existing relational state. Tends to be more broad and includes a variety of emotions like anger, fear, and sadness. And for reference, I added to Webster there based on my research. Okay. I made it a little more rounded out. 
Gotcha. So negative features of jealousy are... Jealousy centers on feelings of fear that result from a, a threat or a perceived threat. And this feeling that you're losing uh, what you've possessed, what you've had in a relationship. And individuals may become overly possessive and demanding. Tends to come with distrust and fear, uncertainty, and loneliness. It's this feeling that things aren't in your control. They're getting out of your control, and you're kind of changing the status of your relationship in a way that scares you. But I think the key thing here is that loss of the possession. Right. The feeling that you possess something that you are going to lose. Those two things. Right. The positive side of jealousy can be, and it's been shown in society, and we'll touch on that, that it can show love and affection. It can help you realize how you feel about a person, and it can help you reevaluate your relationship and deepen that commitment. Some people strive to protect and they maintain their relationships better because of jealousy. And I think we've avoided jealousy because we don't feel like we own each other. Correct. We made a conscious decision to to be together. Yes. Like we chose each other. In fact, that was in our... In our vows. Mm-hmm. I choose you. Yeah. So it's it's a conscious decision to, to stick together, to maintain our relationship. Yeah. And... It's not like I'm losing you because if I've lost you, it wasn't because of something that was going on right. in a bedroom with another couple. Right. We've got bigger problems. Right. All right. So envy. Envy is something that a lot of people don't really know about when they feel what they call jealousy feelings. Sometimes it's envy. envy. And so envy is a feeling of discontent or resentful longing aroused by someone else's possessions, qualities, or luck, or the desire to have those possessions, qualities, or luck that obviously belong to somebody else. Comparing one's own situation to that of someone else you are scrutinizing. Envy is less passionate and more cognitive. Right. So more introspective. And there's an example on the negative that we'll go into of how, how that manifested for us when we were playing with others. Do you want to talk about negative? Yeah. Again. (laughs) The negative. So the focus is on longing, this feeling of inferiority and resentment is the strongest when there is a negative comparison of yourself to someone else. Example is comparing yourself to the other woman or man you are playing with. Right. And so here's the example. If... Or when we were playing with another couple on the same bed, sometimes early on, or 
you know, sometimes it crops up time to time, depending on, you know, where you're at that day or that time of the month or where you're at in that part of your relationship. If maybe if you're not particularly feeling confident or connected or connected uh, with your partner, or you're not feeling a high self-esteem for your own individuality, your own self, you may be prone to compare yourself to another woman. Oh, she's prettier. Oh my God. Her boobs are so big. Oh my God. She's so, you know, pristine or gorgeous or her skin so perfect. There's something, there's some sort of comparison going on, right? which, you know, starts to kind of erode away or you look at your partner and go, Oh, he looks like he's having a better time than me. And that's envy right there. Cause you want to have just as much fun. I mean, why wouldn't you? Right. Right. right and there. so that's that perception that, you know, you're, someone else is having something that you don't have. And I think it's important to recognize that you're having those feelings and then to figure out why you're having them. Right. And we've had those experiences before in play situations with other couples happened with us on new year's with a couple we were playing with. There was this sense of, She's having something that I'm not, but I was conscious of it and I accepted it for what it was and kind of what was going on at the time and realized that it's, it's nothing that Phoebe was doing. It's, it was situational. And so I was okay to deal with it. Right. And envy can, can kind of snowball on you and people can strike out against those who make the, what they think others are making them feel inferior. Right. On the positive side, I'm going to get all philosophical. I am. I'm going to quote Aristotle. He believed it can actually motivate people to be better, to improve themselves and sometimes be more competitive with the rival. So for example, you know, you, you have this situation, you come back home and you're like, wow, you know, I, I don't know what happened. I, 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 you haven't had time to process that emotion, right? Because you've got the hormones flying, the excitement, the adrenaline, you've got a little alcohol in you. You're just, this is whole chemical of stuff going on the next day or two days later, you're like, huh. I wonder what, I wonder what that was. And you start to be a little introspective and you start to ponder and you think, oh yeah, you know, maybe I didn't, I, maybe I just didn't feel my, I feel like I looked my best, you know, maybe I, maybe I should work out a little more or something. <laughs> and, and then that competitive nature comes about, you're like, man, his pecs were bigger you know what, I'm going to start doing some more push-ups or something, <laughs> whatever it is. Or like, you know what, her nails were on fleek, man. Wow. You know what? I'm going to, next time I'm going to go treat myself. I'm going to get this bitchin' manicure. Bam. There's a competitive, right? Right. You know, that's the example. 
Yeah, and sometimes it's just that the couple was hotter or something perceived. that you felt perceived. Yeah. Right. And so that may inspire you to, to up your game. Up your game, yeah. Change your hair color, hairstyle, something. All righty. So as a researcher, I researched a lot on this topic. And I did go back to some of my my college books. And I found a, a nice article by Guerrero and Anderson. And I loved what they said and how they summarized jealousy and envy. So I'm just going to read what they said. The experiences of jealousy and envy often produce negative emotional reactions and self-perceptions. In the case of jealousy, individuals are likely to feel fear due to possible abandonment and relational loss, anxiety related to relational uncertainty, anger in response to valued relationship. In the case of envy, Individuals are likely to fear rejection, experience anxiety or despair due to their perceived inferiority and feel sad and hopeless if they do not see a way of improving their situation. In both cases, lowered self-esteem is a likely outcome because a negative self-to-other comparison has been made. Jealous individuals generally believe that their partners compared them unfavorably to a rival. Envious individuals make the unfavorable self-to-other comparison themselves. Despite the considerable inner turmoil that jealousy and envy often produce, these emotions are more than purely interpersonal phenomena. Both emotions originate in social interaction and or social comparison. Both usually have consequences for relationships and both are expressed in intrapersonal communication. Which is why we talk so much about communication. Because this stuff comes up all the time, you know, and you have to be able to talk this out with your partner. Hey, there's something going on with me. This is how I feel. It looked like this and looked like you were doing that. And then your partner's like, I can understand how it would look that way. But here was my perspective. And then you just, you talk it out back and forth to empathize and hear one another and be there as you go through this process. Want an adventure that will give you memories for a lifetime? We've been on three bliss cruises and they were filled with daily sexy activities, great conversations, evening theme parties, and exciting memories. There's something for everyone, no matter where you are in your lifestyle journey. All are welcome. Book your cruise through our link and create your unforgettable experience, moments, and smiles. Visit swingeruniversity.com forward slash vacations and book your trip today. And remember that most of this, you, you heard it repeated multiple times through that quote, perceived. Mm-hmm. So there's a perception, which is 
all in the eye of the beholder. So you are seeing something probably differently than other people are seeing it. And so it's a matter of expressing your position and and perception of the Mm -hmm. situation and having your partner be able to explain, no, that's that's not at all how I was feeling. Right. And it's really wonderful when you have that, you can have that introspection and that trust in your partner to, to express your deep feelings, take ownership of what's going on and say, Hey, I'm feeling this way. This is what it looked like to me. Can you help me figure this out? Cause I'm feeling really hurt right now. Right. And the really great thing is if you can kind of dig through those emotions, you can understand what that underlying issue is because it's the emotions that are the feeling that's kind of on top of it, but there's a cause. There's something Mm -hmm. that's making you think that way. And if you can kind of drill down to that, then you can kind of resolve that issue. Right. And then your partner can be there for you because, you know, maybe you, you say for, let's take the example of, uh, I felt that Ed was having a better time than me. Well, Ed could say, you know what, uh, what is it that you need? And I, I could say something like, you know what, I would love it if like every five minutes, you know, you just reach out and grab my hand or you, or you'd look at me. I I need more eye contact. I need more touching from you. Could, could you just reach out and reassure me? You know, maybe it's that and poof. You know, maybe that's the resolution. Yeah. And some of this is that, that you have this perception that someone's having a better time than you. And when they give you their perspective on it, they're like, well, no, actually it was fun, but it wasn't, it wasn't fantastic. Right. It looked better than it felt. (laughs) Right. Right. But you don't know how that other person's feeling. So it's important to be able to talk through those feelings. Right. So, no, you're not crazy. And yes, what you're feeling is completely normal. And, you know, once again, being able to be open and honest with yourself first and then with your partner is critical in this lifestyle. All right. Let's talk about jealousy as viewed in society. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows these. Yeah. It's, It's everywhere. So, you know, it's books, movies, the the girlfriend gets upset cuz you watch the other girl's butt go by, like th- these are the classic <laughs> right stories of jealousy and right. it's hammered into us over and over and over. Like right. you should be jealous. You can't look at another person. Or, you know, at some point in society it changed and then you were shamed for feeling that way. Oh, you shouldn't be jealous how like beneath you, you know? So it's interesting. We'll, we'll go through the history on how that changed. So there was a researcher by the name of Clanton who performed an analysis of all the magazine articles on jealousy and found some really interesting trends. So around, it actually was between 1945 and 1965 Jealousy was seen as proof of love or natural and 
good for the marriage. Right. You're expressing your your strong desire to possess, yeah. possess that person. Yeah. And by expressing that jealousy, that anger that someone else was getting in the way of that, you were kind of reinforcing that passionate right. feeling that you have. Right. However, women were not supposed to show their jealousy, but for men, it was perfectly normal. And of course, once again, it was different for women. They weren't supposed to interpret their husband's jealousy. Oh, they were supposed to interpret it as love, love and, affection. and affection. So he's Even, being a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> but it just means that he loves you. It, oh, that's fine, honey. He just loves you. Yeah. So, so then in between 1970 and 1980, so a new generation of articles, mm -hmm. jealousy was seen as a personality defect. Mm -hmm. This is the the ugly green monster that everybody talks mm -hmm. about. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Being jealous was something to be guilty about. Mm -hmm. You were thought of as distrustful, suspicious, or insecure. Yep. And certainly not able to manage your emotions, right? Oh, like yeah. They were getting away from you. Yeah. Yeah. Healthier, but also unhealthy perception <laughs> all at the I same know. time. And then in the 90s, people are both repulsed and fascinated by jealousy. It's a more frequent topic than ever with an explosion of television talk shows and docudramas with jealousy being seen as a defect. Right. What was it? The remember all the talk shows that came oh, God. out. What was the, his name? Maury. Maury Povich. Well, he used to be and, good, and then he turned. But it was who was before him? Uh, the the paternity the, tests and the yeah. chairs being the thrown. Chairs thrown. <laughs> people sleeping oh, with each other's God. brothers-in-law, and oh, who's yeah. the who's the baby's daddy? There's such train wrecks, and everyone is trying to one-up everybody for their ratings. Oh, it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. And then, you know, in the 90s, AIDS became really huge, and monogamy became more valued than ever. Right. So, you know, people started to kind of I don't know. Settle back into traditional values? Yes. That's very well said. That's very well said. So let's contrast this a little bit with envy. In society, yes. Envy is considered one of the Ten Commandments. Or I should say it's in the commandment, Thou shalt not covet another man's wife. Mm-hmm. It's also one of the seven deadly sins. So anybody who's watched Seven knows this one. Mm -hmm. And in the 1990s, it was socially considered a morally reprehensible emotion. So once again, jealousy, envy, these things were frowned upon societally. Yeah. And what's also really interesting is in individualistic and capitalist countries, U.S. or Great Britain, envy flourishes as individualism naturally because it makes people compare themselves to one another. Materialism, competitiveness, and status all manifest as envy. Right. This carried all the way through 
post-World War II, I mean, the phrase is keeping up with the Joneses. Oh, yeah. They're the envy of the neighborhood. Like, these phrases pop up over and over again. Yes. Like, you've got to have what your neighbor has, so you Mm kind of envy it. And that's the whole consumerism, consumption. Yep to excess even Mm -hmm. because it's Mm -hmm. drilled into us to buy 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 buy. gotta have the latest coolest phone Mm -hmm. apple watch you name the device we've all got to have the latest version of it and the thing that you have isn't good anymore because there's a better one that's right there's always a better one (laughs) so guerrero and anderson state people strive to be praiseworthy and be compared favorably with their peers Yet, when people appear too praiseworthy, they're likely to engender envy from others and tend to be resented and disliked. So you got to keep up with them, but don't get too far ahead because Mm -hmm. then it's bad. Yeah. A little bit of this healthy competition. I so remember this with neighbors. It was so weird. Yeah. I'd see it on my block so-and-so would get like a lawnmower the newest lawnmower and his neighbor would have to one-up him and he'd get the riding lawnmower or someone would get a boat and then he went out and got the better speed boat right it it was stupid it was insanely stupid (laughs) (sighs) so both jealousy and envy revolve around desire at their core. Jealousy's desire focuses on preserving an existing relationship in the face of threats, and envy desires focus on wanting something that one does not have. Yeah, that's a pretty good summary. Now we're going to go into some of the Biological reasons of jealousy, which I found fascinating when I was doing some of this research. Yeah. It was absolutely fascinating. I loved it. All right. So, you want to start with some of the biological reasons? Yeah, let's go straight into the bonobos here. Yeah. (laughs) So, all primates experience jealousy. It is a biological pull and a form of tribal protection. Our brain builds this mental interpretation and story around the innate nature of our genes, which confuses us when we try to compare it with the urges against what this societal norm is, this programming that we have. Right. And in gangbang situations. All right, here we go. (laughs) Our body goes into overdrive. To be that, well, actually, you should probably be talking about (laughs) this one. (laughs) Well, to be the winning sperm to impregnate the female. Yeah. Yeah, there's this interesting relationship where you get, and and I'm trying to remember the term for it, but there's this, there's this like testosterone thing that goes around where all of the men start competing with each other to be that you know, dominant male, the, the, the impregnating male. Mm-hmm. So these gangbang situations raise the male sperm count and produce stronger ejaculations. Yeah. So something physically 
biologically starts to happen. Right. Because you've got to impregnate the female. Right. You have no control over that. That just happens. And this so is cool. one of the reasons why the the boom boom room, the playrooms are so invigorating because there's competing sex going on. Right. Right. Tricks your brain into thinking that you're competing to have your genes passed on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is why nudist resorts typically limit the single men because of this sperm competition and testosterone natural because it naturally goes up, which we had talked about. And then you mix in some alcohol and then everything gets all wonky and kind of dicey. Yeah, they get all silver back and start beating their chest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> be awesome i'd love to see someone start doing that at the pool oh god it could happen so Uh, the bigger the competition the bigger the penis humans and this is a a very interesting thing mm -hmm. have the largest and thickest penis in proportion to their size so obviously horses have very large penises but they're really big animals right So for our size, we're the largest. Mm -hmm. We are more socially sexual due to this, and therefore the women are more promiscuous, I wish. (laughs) Women have been socialized not to be promiscuous, and they repress themselves, which is why this lifestyle is so fun and freeing. Yeah. Yeah. It's... it's it's turning, it's changing, and being in the lifestyle is definitely an awakening to your sexuality. It's it's pretty awesome, if you allow it to be. It's right. pretty awesome. It's okay to be promiscuous as long as you're doing it together with consent. Right. Consensual non-monogamy is hot. Yeah, that's pretty safe. All right, so... We also had some email from listeners in Portugal and the listener writes, how do I overcome jealousy when I see my girlfriend have an awesome orgasm with another man? And how do I keep it from destroying my ego? Hey there, podcast listeners. You've been tuning into our episodes, but have you ever wondered about the steamy details of our adventures or maybe hungry for some sultry, erotic stories? Well, guess what? We've got something special just for you. Our exclusive Patreon page. It's like a VIP pass to the saucier side of our world. So if you're ready for an exclusive behind-the-mic experience, head over to our Patreon page now. Trust us, this is where the magic happens. See you there, patrons. The first thing to share between one another is good communication and listening. Talk with one another about all your concerns and fears. It may be really weird seeing your partner have sex with someone else right in front of you, Mm -hmm. especially the first time. Oh, yeah. 
For some people, this seems really natural and is a turn-on. It was for me. Right, but for me, it took me about two years to get used to that. Right. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know why. It, again, different people, different backgrounds, different perceptions... You know, for you, it was very normal. For me, it was really weird. And so, you you know, you'll never know when you're going to be jealous or not. Uh, Ed and I pre- tried to prepare ourselves for these potential moments uh, that might come up because we had heard about jealousy cropping up in the lifestyle. And it was again portrayed as something really negative right mm-hmm. and so sometimes when i was feeling envious i would have you know ed ask me questions so i'd have him kind of check in with me are you okay how you doing and i had to be honest and being honest was sometimes hard for me i i had to tell him the truth and sometimes that was hard because I I didn't want to affect his good time and I was afraid that if I was honest it would keep him from having good time right ruin the night exactly exactly so what we learned is honesty always is it's it's just best it always works out and you know, uh, sometimes now when Ed will ask if I'm okay, sometimes I might say, hey, uh, you know, I really need you right now. And so then he'll finish giving the attention he's giving with the other woman. And then he'll come over and he'll get all lovey-dovey up on me and give me what I need. And then either it's done for the night with the other couple or... What happens often is I'm fine. I got what I needed. I'm reassured. And then we go back to playing with the other couple. Pats me on my ass and sends me on my way. (laughs) Right. And honestly, it's never been a bad experience for me to take the condom off and go fuck my wife really well. (laughs) And then be able to satisfy her to the point where she's like, oh, okay, I'm reassured. I'm good. Now Now. you can go have sex with the other woman again. (laughs) This is a win-win. There, there's no, there's nothing bad happening here. Right. Like, this is all good. Yeah, I know. That's awesome. And so, you know, I, I guess regarding, you know, regarding your ego, this would fall on the side of envy and thinking or knowing that your partner is getting something you can't give. Sometimes it's false. Sometimes this is true. Um let's see an example a true example would be you might be envious of the man with a black cock because you have a white one well this is an opportunity to self-reflect and become more comfortable with who you are and then you'll be able to enjoy giving the gift of sharing your partner with someone else because you can't possibly ever give her a black cock because you don't have one right So then a false example would be, you may think she's having a better orgasm with the other person than with you, but better is relative. Right. And we always, Ed and I always just say, what? It's just different. 
Yeah. It's it's not better. It's not. Sometimes it can be worse. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it can be worse. Yeah. But it it's rarely. It's hard to quantify better, and I think it's different. Would say would be. Maybe that particular night, this woman was very enthusiastic. Well, that's not a bad experience. Right. But you can't really equate that particular moment with all of the other moments that you've had. Yeah. With With your your partner. partner. Right. So you have this library, this vault of history and experiences together. There's no way. I also like to think that if she's having a really good time, that's a learning opportunity for you. What is that person doing? The guy or the girl that's pleasuring your wife. What is this new trick that he has? Maybe it's not a new trick. Maybe it's just a perception. Mm -hmm. But you might learn something new that you can benefit from. And we have. Yeah, we've learned some new Several tricks. Times. Some twirly things. <laughs> some flat tongue things. <laughs> so that envy component causing you to or inspiring you to improve, yes. that's a really good example of that. See? Back around to the whole cognitive where it's introspective and but awareness. it takes a level of confidence that I can do that too. Mm-hmm. Not he's doing something that I could never do. Right. It's probably not true. Right. That that perception is probably wrong. Right. Right. Um, but yeah. there you go. Yeah. So, you know, again, be honest with the other couple and, you know... Well, the other thing I would say is if you're playing with another couple, maybe you're new, be honest with them. They will be accommodating and understand. You know, if you, you're going to have to let them know what your preferences are anyway. Right. And what your boundaries are. And you know, if they're the right fit, they're going to respect that. And most couples understand jealousy or envy can sometimes pop up. And a good couple will respect your honesty to stop, reconnect with your spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, lover, you know, and not be mad about it. You know what? If they get pissed off and, you know, kick you out of the house, then man, that's... That's not good. I mean, good, good riddance, honestly. Yeah. I, we've never had that. We've never even seen that. No. For the most part, people are like just amazing, like the best people ever. So. Jealousy can be a positive emotion by revealing how much you care and love the one you're protecting and Envy can be a motivating factor and a tool for self-betterment. With either of these emotions, don't let them overpower the other positive feelings and emotions you have for your partner. 
if you're experiencing them, consider why you are feeling that way and talk with your partner about your feelings. If you went into this together, you need to be able to talk about this together and process it together. By helping each other understand your feelings, we can process and overcome these feelings of jealousy and envy. Before you turn off our podcast to take care of all the vanilla things pulling you away, please reach out and give us a review. I am the first to admit that it's much easier to give a five-star rating, which we appreciate, but if you could take 43 seconds to type a review, we would love it. If you want to share a personal story, ask us questions, or share your comments, you can contact us at swingeruniversity@ gmail.com. Check us out at swingeruniversity.com where you can find links to our Twitter and Instagram feeds. Thank you so much for listening to Swinger University, your horizontal enrichment podcast. have you heard? SDC is more than just a dating site. They have expert contributors and educators like us and from all around the world to guide you in everything from how to talk to your partner about swinging and the different kinds of open relationships. You can also find out what you need to know before opening up your relationship, common swinger conflicts, and how to resolve them. Have you ever wanted to know what a swingers club is like? How to meet other swingers? Find a unicorn? Be a hot wife? Well, you can find all that information as well and much, much more. Check out SDC by clicking the link in the show notes and get your free seven-day membership.